Welcome, sports fans, to the hottest sports podcast in the game, JT and the Don, with your hosts, Jimmy Thompson and Donato Bucci. They're covering the most current issues in sports from the 305 to the 412 and all the way to the West Coast. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JT and the Don or email them at JT and the Don at gmail.com. Now take it away, guys. Welcome to the next episode of JT and the Don. I am the Don, Donato Bucci. JT and the Don All Sports Podcast presented by Give Us a Shot Network. Remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you find all of your other favorite podcasts. And leave us a five-star review. Let's not wait any longer. Let me bring in everyone's favorite, JT, Jimmy Thompson. How are you feeling today? What's up, man? Uh, shoot. I know your team that you picked didn't win the big game, but I just wanted to check in on my 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 friend and see how you're doing, man. You you okay, man? All your all your team picks would have just been left field, haven't worked out this year, man. I just feel like you can't catch a break when it comes to picking the right team. And don't think I didn't notice the Chiefs shirt. That's why you're not a Dolphins fan. That's why oh, I, oh, oh, oh I, I, I wore this to watch the game. You know why? Because I was just going along with my pick. I was sticking to my pick that I made. Before the season started, I was like, you know what? They came this far. I can show them a little bit of support. It's like a $10 T-shirt. That's why no one takes you seriously because you claim you're a Dolphins fan. I am. How much How much you're Dolphin not. gear, do, how much Dolphins gear do I got to wear? Well, the fact you that you, you ask anybody. You, you, ask know, you, know, anybody. you know what the real problem is? You're just mad that I won't wear a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. I won't wear that ugly-ass, terrible towel. This is what this wow. is all about. It doesn't wow, matter really? what. What yeah, jersey I put on, color. if it's not a Steelers jersey or Steelers gear, you're going to have something to say about it. They've got Just the, admit it. We've got the best colors in all of sports. That's why our logo, our background is black and yellow. You know, they have a song named after us. So I don't know why you just don't come over to the good side. But listen, you ask any sports fan, I don't care who it is, if they have a team they root for, it's their team. They would tell you they would never wear another sports team. Doesn't matter if they picked them. Doesn't matter if that team won the money. By the way, if you were so sure about the Chiefs, did you go to Vegas and bet the Chiefs at the beginning of the year that they were going to win the Super Bowl? Sorry, I couldn't catch a flight out there to put the money down. Next year, I'll remember to do that. Yeah, you're too busy in Canada, just like the hat. Someone sounds jealous. Can we just start the show? Because I feel like you just, you angry. You you, you, you might get something right on the show, so I don't know why you're stalling. I wanted to start, and you kept talking about other things. Just because you get one pick right every three years, we have to to listen to you for the first five minutes of the show. So let's get into it then. Chiefs, Super Bowl champs, we all know that at this point. Second time in four years, JT. So let's do a little recap on the game. First, I'm going right to this question. Thoughts on the late penalty called on the Eagles on third down with less than two minutes to go in the game. I mean, what do you, what do you want me to say? Was it a holding call? Did he hold, did he hold Juju? You, you asking the question. I asked you on your thoughts. I'll go, I'll go when I'm clear. It was clear holding. The referees got to make the right call, right? We always get pissed off when they miss things and they make the wrong call, the wrong call, made the right call on this. And that's all I got to say about it. You don't want to have a holding call. Don't hold. And definitely don't hold when you're that wide when you're that wide open in the field of view. So 
I, that's all I got to say, but I don't understand why people are upset about this. Like, they're supposed to let this go because of, you know, how late it is in the game. Like, just because the game gets late doesn't mean people can start breaking the rules. If that's the case, then they would have been allowed to hit Mahomes in the previous round out of bounds. Like, it just doesn't matter what time of the game it is. Like, if it's that blatant of a penalty, like, you got to call it. I don't understand what the outrage is. The guy, Bradbury even admitted he held him. Like, it was so obvious. Listen. One, I, I don't feel bad for the Eagle fans. All right, that's that's one. I don't feel bad for them. But come on, JT, if this happened to your Dolphins in the Super Bowl, you'd be irate. You wouldn't even do the show with me tonight. You would refuse to come on. You'd say something about that. Oh, it's not in my contract. And and can you put the comments because they're they're backing me up here. Can you can you can you scroll those two? Uh, comments there by our guy Mike Regina. Great intro music, by the way, as always. So, yeah, I didn't know he was Canadian either, but he always wears that hat. And right, Juju didn't even know he was held. He never complained. He didn't turn around to the ref. All these guys, all the time, turn around to the ref, it, ref, and do that signal to throw the so flag. If, so, if you don't, if do you don't it. cry about the penalty, it doesn't count. Is that no, what you're saying? But ho- hold on. Let Let me get to the other point. Is that I felt they let those go all game, right? The only things that they were calling maybe was a false start. And in fact, they weren't even doing that on Lane Johnson. They weren't calling in the neutral zone all night. And I'm almost sure that there's been a defensive holding, a holding by the offensive line that was not called all game, all game. So now you want to choose now. And I understand the thinking if it's a penalty in the first quarter, It's a penalty late. I understand that. But again, you haven't called that all game, JT. You haven't called it all game. And you talk about, was it a hold? Maybe. I mean, did it really affect his route running? Maybe. But this is the thing. If you don't make the call, and I know the ref isn't supposed to think this way, but you kind of do it less than two minutes in the Super Bowl because you know what's going to happen? You and I are going to talk about it. If you don't make that call, No one knows any better, right? It's game on. Juju doesn't complain. Chiefs don't complain. Bro, what are you talking about? I was sitting here watching the game. I was like, damn, he held the the shit out of him. Get out. Get out of here. That didn't happen. It was obvious. You want to talk to A.J. Brown? I will say this. Let's bring A.J. Bring A.J. Brown on. He'll tell you how much he was held. Juju is so washed that... I don't think he was going to get there regardless if he got held or not. I thought the if, if you're going to make an argument that it should have been called, I just thought the catch the ball was uncatchable. Like, but it's only – it, He was nowhere call. near where the ball but, was going, and it had nothing to do with the actual hold that it took. But that's on pass interference. That was not the call. Holding occurs before the pass. So it, the ball can be 50 yards downfield. If you get held before the pass attempt, it's a defensive hold. It's not pass interference. So – that rule was out. But the thing is, JT, again, you make this call, you've cost the Super Bowl. You've cost the fans. And that's the way I look at it. I don't care about the Eagles. I don't care about the Chiefs. As a fan, you robbed us of potentially. Of they potentially. You. You, you, were, you were robbed of, of potential we, just barn burner. Keep we were going. robbed of a potential yeah. great ending like the Roethlisberger pass to San Antonio, like Eli Manning to Plexico. You robbed us. And, right, and that's man. the fact. Are you all right? Are you are you having an okay week? Cause you just crying about a whole bunch of nothing, man. Like it, it was a holding penalty. Get over it. Damn, no, like you wanted to lie. 
The wild don't job on national television in front of everyone. You let it go all the other times. You you let it go all the other times. And you know what the NFL is going to do next year before the season? We're going to make an emphasis on calling these penalties, and then they won't until two minutes to go in the Super Bowl. No, right. they'll they only do it when Josh Allen complains about it. Once he complains about oh, it, here we go. Shit will get cleaned See, up. See, I want to move on. You got to bring up Josh Allen. Why? Why? Quit being a hater. So, did the Chiefs win, or did the Eagles lose it? Man, let's keep it a buck, man. The Eagles lost it for a variety of reasons, and one is the defense. This defense was supposed to be all time great, top three. Most all-time in sacks in a single season, like what they had like four guys with double-digit sacks, and it was supposed to be just the 85 Bears reincarnated. And then to make matters worse, they go up against one leg of Mahomes, like literally got the leg banged up in the game, and I, I didn't even think he was gonna come back and finish. Like all of that, and this defense had zero sacks and zero interceptions. Like their defensive line was manhandled by the Chiefs. Like you go look at that all 22 film, it's just like Great wall of China, man. Like, I didn't see any of those those difference makers in the Chiefs front seven. I mean, the Eagles front seven doing anything. So, and then to add on to that, the Hurts fumble that ended up in a score. And then we already talked about the holding penalty. Like, all those things, you just add up, man. It's just the Chiefs didn't make any mistakes. The Eagles clearly lost this game. And it's because of all those things. Like, guys didn't show up. And there was just more mistakes made than the Chiefs made. So, you're going to give the Chiefs no credit? They I didn't say no credit. You always yeah, do this. You blame you it on the this. Eagles. You're blaming this it on the Eagles. That's why I don't want to come on this damn show, man. You always do this. You always do this. I, I didn't say nothing about the Chiefs not being good, not getting it done. JT. I just the, said the Eagles. I felt the Eagles lost it. Exactly. For all the reasons so, I just laid out. So mistake, that's what I'm saying. You're mistake, giving. Mistake football and not being effective. They lost. Can, can I go? You already went. You want, you on, want to go? You want to cross some more? Go ahead. I, I'm not crying. I'm giving you the truth, and you don't want to hear it because you're going to blame Philly but give the Chiefs no credit. You know who stopped that ferocious front four of the Eagles? A great offensive line. Give them credit. You know who made adjustments? I just, did. I just you know called who, them a great wall. Are but you but you're saying the Eagles lost it. They did. So how can you? You're giving backhanded compliments to the Chiefs, but you're are really you, saying well, I'm the gonna ask, I'm gonna ask this one more time. Are you okay, man? Like I feel like you. So, something not, about you this week is different, man. You are you are you annoyed? You're all right, man. <laughs> yes, you're annoyed because I asked the question: Did the Chiefs win or the Eagles lose it? You said that Eagles lose it, but then you're saying, "Oh, hey, by the way." Um, yeah, I'm giving credit to the Chiefs. What do you mean? You're say, you're talking out both sides of your mouth. Listen, the Chiefs won it. They shut down that ferocious front, all right? They came out with a great game plan with quick passes, knowing that Mahomes couldn't move and the line could only hold for so long, all right? KC shut down the run game of the Eagles, which is how they, they set up their whole offense, all right? And then most importantly, the halftime adjustments were beautiful. And it was only a 10-point lead. People want to act like the Eagles blew a three-touchdown lead. Dude, it was 10 points at the half with the Chiefs getting the ball. Like, yo, give Kansas City some credit. It's not always about the team losing it. Hold on. You, you make it seem like I just said, oh, Kansas City was trash. They got lucky. That's not what I said I know the way you answered the question. No, nah, no, nah, you're just making shit up. you just making shit Everybody up. watching knew how you answered the question, all right? I'm going to ask another question. It's one or the other. 
You can't give credit to one and then be like, well, the other one too. No. All right. Who yeah, was better? Yeah, you want you want you want to tell me how to articulate by yes, <laughs> yeah, because you're not understanding. You got, you got you got a list of things that trigger these fits, man. You okay? You're not understanding. Mahomes, you hella triggered tonight, man. All right, Mahomes, well, what's what's your next question? I don't want to offend yeah, you. If you would ever stop talking for me to ask a question, I could I could ask the question: Mahomes or Hurts? Who was better in the Super Bowl? I, I don't even want to answer this question. I feel like if I answer the wrong way, you're going to go on like a 20-minute tirade about how I don't respect certain people. It's Jalen Hurts. I just thought Jalen Hurts was better, man. What, 375 total yards, four touchdowns. He did have the costly fumble, but he just looked like the better quarterback. Now, was he the healthier quarterback? That's debatable because, I mean, I know Mahomes had the ankle injury. was definitely bothering him, but Hurts had the shoulder injury too. Like, let's not forget about that. And it wasn't like Hurts did this in garbage time. Like, the game was back and forth, man. Like, I just thought he he played better. I know stats don't tell the whole story, but he did have the better stats. And this is one of those performances where if a certain somebody that played quarterback on another team would have had this performance and a loss, we'd be finding a way to say, you know what? Hey, he was the better quarterback, even though he lost in this loss. Just say really his name. Just, you want to say his name. Him. Say his name. Nah, just say his name. I'm not. I'm not. We you don't even know what I'm talking about. about. It could be anybody. We're it talking about Derek Carr. It's fine. Go ahead. You always nah, got to bring him nah. up. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. You want me to say Justin Herbert's name? Is that what you want to hear? Oh, is it Justin Herbert? Okay. I see. Sorry. You don't know who it is. He's they the other go. guy. He's the other they guy go. you hate. You're a you hater. They say way. about assuming, man. You know what they say about assuming. But no, yeah. for real, he played well enough to where he outplayed the guy on the other side, and this is a loss that there's just no way you could really put it on him. Like he just played so well. So I'm just going to say Jalen hurts, even though it might be the unpopular opinion. Listen, they both played really, really good. But when you're talking about better, it was Mahomes. How could it not be? And this is the difference, JT. The difference is no turnovers. I'm sorry. When you're talking about Super Bowl, who played better legacy on the line, we're splitting hairs. And the difference is Mahomes isn't fumbling the ball. That leads to a seven, uh, six-point touchdown the other way. No turnovers. That's really the deciding factor because you look at the other stuff. Listen, if you want to say, well, Hurts threw for more touchdowns, great. but Or he threw for more passing yards, but Mahomes threw for more passing touchdowns. He threw for three. And then he had 44 yards rushing Mahomes. You could say, well, Hurts had 70. That's fine. But the biggest run of the game was Mahomes late in the game. So that kind of nullifies the 70 yards on 15 carries only rushes it six times, 44 yards in the biggest run. I mean, listen, if Mahomes wasn't Mahomes, Kansas City loses that game. Like they lose that game. He kept them, he kept them cool. He got them in a position to win late. And that's what he does. And listen, let's face it, the Eagles have better weapons. And Mahomes was able to make Sky, he elevated Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony to heights that no one thought they could play at in a Super Bowl. So it's clearly Mahomes. So, but again, Hurts played a great <laughs> game. But where does Jalen Hurts rank in your opinion in the NFL among quarterbacks? I think he got to be top five. I think he's, well, with Tom Brady retired, I think he's number four behind um, Allen, Mahomes, and Burrow. So you got him at number four? Got him at number four. He's He jumped ahead of Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, just the way he finished this game and the whole season that he's had. Like, I think 
Jalen Hurts has arrived. Like he's like lock it, forget about a top five quarterback. Yeah, I think right now, if we're talking right now, I actually agree with you. Believe it or not, you got Mahomes, Burrow. Oh, Allen. so that means I'm gonna hear you. I'm gonna hear you cry about it. <laughs> did, I, did I answer the question the right way? You did good job. Did it appease you? Time. Did it appease you? I just want to know. Did the, did the answer? Did the answer fit what you were looking for? Because I know how sensitive you are. Yes. Because if I would have said he was number two, you would have had a fit and you would have shut down the whole podcast. Yeah. Your opinion was right this time. I've got him at four and then five. If you want to put A-Rod, Lamar, maybe Justin Herbert. But I think what separates Hurts and getting him in the top five now, we saw it in the Super Bowl, is his run threat. Right? We, We know he can pass. Hopefully the shoulder will be better for next year. But he's so dynamic now, JT, that, man, it's scary playing him um philly's got a good one there so definitely agree he's in the top five all right so speaking of top five what about andy reed jt won his second super bowl now all right is he a top five nfl coach all time oh yeah without a doubt man because this was the only thing that was keeping people from putting him in that category it's like all right can he win the big one like He's so great at everything else, but when it comes down to when the games matter the most, like, what does he look like? And they won. He got two Super Bowls. He's arguably a top five all-time offensive mind in the game. Like, yeah, I do think he's up there. Like, like what, what do we have on his resume that's keeping him out of that conversation? Like, I just don't see how you don't put him in there. Like, everywhere that he has coached, like, the offenses have been lights out, man. It's just now he has the hardware to go along with it. Well, this was a tougher question to answer than I originally thought, but I still can't put him in the top five. Like, listen to this list, JT. All right. This is my top five list because that's what's oh, important. Hold on, hold on, is, on, is on. My Before list. I listen to this list, how many Steelers coaches are on this list? Only one. Only one. Okay, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't say, like, oh, I got. I mean, we do I have. Got, I got every. You only got, like, you only got three coaches all time. I'm just. I only have see. three since, like, 1969. I, I, I want to see how many Steelers coaches are on this list. I know it's a low volume. <laughs> so if you put more than one on there, like, you just be in, you just be out of control. I'm, I'm not. It's a realistic list. Listen, number one, Belichick. Number two, I'm going to go Lombardi. Number three, Chuck Knoll, the Steeler coach. Number four, Bill Walsh. And then Shula, Shula at number five. Listen, all those guys have two or more rings. Shula's the all-time wins leader. Noel has four. Belichick has, I don't know how many. And Walsh has three. Would have had four, maybe five, that he kept coaching. So that's a, that's a very good list. But I would say this. Other than Walsh, Belichick, and I'm 50-50 on Lombardi. I feel like Walsh and Belichick, like there's there's no way you're moving them out of that top five. How do you how do you move Chuck Noll out? He has more <laughs> Super Bowl. Listen, he has more Super Bowls than Walsh and more wins all time than Walsh. Walsh yeah. doesn't have that many wins. Yeah, but I just feel like when you're when you're talking about top coaches all time, like the success and the accolades matter, and like the wins matter too. But like also you gotta you gotta factor in the impact on the game. Like Bill Walsh's system is just I, 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 I never, I haven't seen that kind of impact until like now, like Andy Reid is just, it was so ahead of its time. Like that's why they were so successful. So you got to factor in, you know, the wins, well, the accolades, and then also like the impact on the game. That's the same way why you can't take Belichick out of there. Like he has all that stuff. Plus his impact on the game is crazy. And that's why I'm like so, Lombardi is 50, 50, because I think he's, I think him and Andy Reid in different ways are at the same peak. But 
How would you take out Chuck Noll and Shula? Shula's all-time wins leader. You can't take him out. He's got two Super Bowls. And Chuck yeah, Noll, but, I think what yeah, you're discrediting I mean, is I, I, he I, started. I love, I love Don Shula. I love Don Shula. But be be honest, who are you who are you taking all time to coach a game? Shula or Andy Reid? Oh, Don Shula. I, I would take Shula I'm, I'm because Andy look Reed. at it, JT. Look at it. They both had their moments where they played in a big game as as favorites and lost. So then I'm going to go with Don Shula, who did it longer and just as good, if not better, than Andy Reid. Because, like, think about Andy Reid. You know, when you compare him to a Joe Gibbs, like, Gibbs has more Super Bowls, and you don't think of Joe Gibbs as losing the big games. Andy Reid did. Remember, he's lost too many big games. He's lost two Super Bowls. He's the only coach ever to lose back-to-back title games at home. Like, I'm sorry, there's, there's too many – Big losses by Andy Reid when we're talking top five overall. So, before we hey, go shout, on to the hey, next, shout out to Mena. Yeah, I do think the Blue Jays are going all the way. So if they do, we all got to go to Toronto and see the game. Appreciate. Hey, it. Are, are you paying for the hotel up in the skybox there, bro? Why are you starting rumors like I can afford that? Hell you can. You, you no, no. Everybody gonna chip in. Have you not watched a game from the hotel room before? Bro, see now you just making up stuff. I, you don't want to answer it. The you got, answer you got is yes. Proof? You got answer, proof? Let me get the photos you sent me. I got the. I keep the receipts of the text man, messages. This man, this man put my business out there. This tax season. That's see. That's you're supposed to be my. You're supposed to be my guy, man. You you ain't looking out. Not the me. way you're treating me tonight. All right. Last question. Super Bowl recap. The halftime show. We got to talk about it. Was it great or do you think it was overrated? I, I don't even I really don't want to answer this question. Not even for you. Just I feel like if you don't say it was great, man, you're gonna get, you get fried, man. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. It was overrated. And I and I love Rihanna. Whoa. I know I, I love Rihanna and she did a hell of a job, especially being pregnant. But like how like how how are we just boosting her up with all this praise? But everybody was shitting on the weekend when he did his performance, and I'm like. I thought the weekend's performance was was better. It had it had a, a bigger degree of difficulty. Like I enjoyed the Rihanna show, but I just want her to get the same level of smoke as the weekend got. And I felt like his performance was better. To be honest with you, it's, it shouldn't be a shock to us. But this is the one thing that everyone said when we were sitting around watching the watching the halftime show is, damn, we just did not know Rihanna's catalog was that big. Like she has hella songs. To the mm-hmm. point where we all took bets before. All right, what's going to be her first song? Everybody had different songs. I want to say it was like 10, 12 songs. None of them songs was even in the performance. So that should tell you like what Carrie Rihanna was, nostalgia was her catalog. It wasn't the performance. But this is who Rihanna is. Like She shows up. She does what she wants. We let her and we love her for it. So I'm not shocked. This is this is par for the course of the Rihanna experience. Like she does what she wants and we let her do it. So before I give my answer, the fact don't that you it. said you don't took do it, a- don't, don't do it. Just don't do it. Just answer the damn question of people. You say 12 to 10 to 12 different songs. That means you had at least 12 people at Bro, the mega so Super Bowl just, party. Just, just and I wasn't invited. Why can't you just answer the question? You're okay? You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. Listen, I I, got to say here, the two options you gave in this question, I don't know why the people in the production meeting allowed this to happen, but it's somewhere in between, man. She hadn't performed solo in seven years. 
Like there's going to, whether you thought there was rust or the energy wasn't there, whatever you may think, it was still a really good show. Great. Listen, it's not epic like a Michael Jackson halftime show. It wasn't, right? But to say that it was overrated, that's wrong too. Because again, you got to factor in that first performance solo in seven years. And you just said it, her catalog. There were so many great songs. Like everyone that came on, people knew them. There wasn't one song that, you know, just a, a regular fan didn't you know. all the songs though? What's that? Yeah, of course. You, you knew you knew every song she sang. I didn't know the words to it, but I knew the song. Of course. <laughs> that man ain't know them songs. I did. No, what you do you think it. I listened to? What do you think I listened to? Because if, if you knew all the songs she sang, I'd be like, yo, like I'm the catalog is just that much more impressive. I know you it is. On. It is. You want to see my playlist? Or some of her songs. Actually, no, no, I don't want to see your playlist. I know it's I know there's nothing past 2000 on there. That's not true because she's after 2000. I doubt she's on it, but no. So, so what are you saying? Is it what was it somewhere great? in between? Like, somewhere all right, in between. So, so, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'll, I'll give you a few performances. You tell me if it was better than those. The weekend. Oh, I don't remember all these now. I remember the football. The weekend football game, but not the halftime performance. I just halftime performance was was unbelievable. This man know you watch it. He know damn well he. I mean, you might have watched the Rihanna one. I, I'm not gonna fight you on that, but I know you haven't watched past ones. So. I feel like you shouldn't be giving. You shouldn't be giving. I remember Beyonce, Lady Gaga. What, what other one? Last year's was Adam Levine. Who, who? They're saying he's the worst Super Bowl performer of all time. I don't remember that one. Exactly why I didn't remember it. If it's the worst, then why would I remember it? Nah, I know why you didn't remember them other ones. Let, let me ask you, you this: to Lady Gaga. La- last question, then you can move on to the next topic. Did you like last year's halftime show in L.A. or this one? Oh, last year's. Last okay. year's it. It was a perfect, it was just perfect, man. Like, maybe it's just, I'm showing my age, but last year's halftime show, I was just like, man, like. Yet you want to make fun of me. Yet you want to make fun of me in my age. I mean, it's not like Billy Joel was up there, man. Really? Billy Joel? Yeah. The disrespect. This is why I can't say You got in that age group, right? No, listen, I act younger than you, all right? So, oh. Spirits younger than you. Let, let's just go on to the next next topic. Spirits younger? That's some old ass <laughs> shit to say. <laughs> but no, uh, from, from the Super Bowl to uh, the coaching hires. So this past week, offensive coordinator of the Eagles, Shane Steichen, was hired by the Colts. Actually, knew that was a good job. And uh, defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, was hired by the Arizona Cardinals. So it got me thinking, should we be a little concerned that the losing team in the Super Bowl had both of their coordinators hired before the enemy was. Uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And so for how many years now in a row has Bienemy been passed over for a head coach job? And actually, I would say, like, forget about being concerned, because I know you put that question together and you wanted it to be nice, but like forget about being concerned. Like you should almost be at this point, it's like disgusting. And you should be furious that he keeps getting passed over. And on top of that, JT, the coordinators that he just beat, he took Jonathan Gannon to the woodshed in the second half. And I know people are going to say, oh, that was Andy Reid. Well, was it? Because according to Chad Henney, who's the backup of the Kansas City Chiefs, he said it was enemy that noticed from game clips between the Eagles and Jacksonville earlier in the year how the Eagles were defending motion in the red zone at the goal line. And it was the enemy that called those plays that had those plays in 
at the goal line that Sky Moore scored a touchdown on, Kadarius Toney scored a touchdown on, and they used motion. All right? So don't tell me it's all Andy Reid, all right, because he's not a top five coach, Andy Reid, of all time. But listen, the other thing is people want to say, Chuck well. Old would have got it done. I know that, that's what you want to say. That's right. But listen, then you talk about, oh, well, he doesn't call plays or it's not his system. Like, what do you mean? Whether he calls the plays or not, I think he does. It looks like he does. But even if he doesn't, did Mike McDaniel call plays for Shanahan? Did Zach Taylor call them for Sean McVay in L.A.? Did Matt Nash call them when he was there? Exactly. That's the other reference that comes up is he was in Kansas City and got hired by the Chicago Bears. So... Why is Biennemi getting that criticism, but Nagy didn't, McDaniel didn't, Zach Taylor did it? And listen, I know you're going to be PC and you may not go there, but I'll do it for you and I'll go there. I believe it. And for how long this been, has been going on, maybe there's something in the interviews or he's rubbing people the wrong way. I don't know because we've seen him get pat. I think he's had like 17 interviews, right? Yeah. To, but, yeah, to be honest with you, I'm I'm so I'm so sick of of that narrative i think my when it's no no but let me let me get i'll shock you but i so i want to throw that out i'm so sick of that narrative like oh he must be something doing some of the interviews like what do you think airbnb is doing in these interviews like he's coming in but dropping his pants i know military halftime like he's he's going to the interviews like every other candidate would and it's just i I hate that narrative like i I agree with you what what i'm like Airbnb is showing up to the interviews and he's he's talking like he's radio like that's not happening I know relax I was setting it up for my answer and you jump in and and you mess up my whole lead up get to the punchline the the punchline is listen that if Eric Biennemi if he was Shane Steichen or if Biennemi was white the Colts would have hired him how do you hire the losing offensive coordinator and not the winning offensive like that doesn't that shouldn't happen. I'm sorry. Like Shane Steichen has what one or two years under his belt. Last year was okay. This year was great. But you're going to get hired and he lost. Yet the enemy who's been there two Super Bowls now doesn't. Like I'm, I'm saying that, and I know you won't say, but if the enemy was white, won't say what? he, he would have been hired. <laughs> oh, you you're trying to say I won't say that if Aaron you won't say it. you you don't coach. say it. I know the way. These years, he, would, he wouldn't even be KC anymore because they would have been hired him. Yeah, I mean that's that's a fact. But in this particular situation this year, I'm I'm actually going to take a different route. I'm not concerned because of a few reasons. Two, the two teams where these Philly coordinators went to, Indy and Arizona, them those are bad jobs, man. Like, do I really? Talking about as a black coach, do I as a black coach want to go to this dumpster fire that is the Colts and have to deal with Jim Ursay as an owner when it's like he don't even know he can't commit to a quarterback. He can't even commit to a, a guy that he likes in Frank Wright. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I want to go there. And then Arizona's even worse. Like everything's brand new. It's a it's almost a poverty franchise, and people hate Kyler Murray. So if I'm Eric Bienemy, I'm like. These jobs that were just available to me, I just really don't want to go there. And I'm really starting to put some stock in this this conspiracy theory you had. I don't know if it was last year or the year before when we talk about the Eric Bieniemy saga every year, why he's getting passed over. I'm starting to think maybe the reason why he's not going anywhere is he just might be the guy to succeed Andy Reid when he retires. And I'm starting to think 
that maybe that deal is in place. And that's that's the only thing that I can think of, because I don't want to hear about the interview process. Like I said, he's a he's a smart, intelligent coach, successful on the field. The players like him and he's fiery and he's got he and he has Andy Reid, a top five coach all time. I'll give a damn with you vouching for him like and he coaches offense and he coaches the best quarterback in the league. And I said this before he coached Mahomes to an MVP season when he lost most of his weapons like this is the most impressive coordinator performance on the year. Like Mahomes won an MVP without Tyreek and no other weapons. He won it with Juju and MVS. So I got to think that it is those two jobs are not appealing. And I think Andy Reid is like, look, I'm going to hand it over to you once I'm done. And the end for me is coming sooner than people think. Well, I, the thing about you talk about you love Kyler Murray. So why would you now say that it wouldn't be a good move for BNM well, to go there? I, I, I liked Kyler Murray when he had both his ACLs. You know, things. No, changed. that's yeah. What would it matter? So if he was completely healthy, you would still say Arizona is a good job. I do. I would say from the quarterback perspective, it's a good job, but it's just like, I feel like every, all the players who are anybody want out of there, it's an older team that there's shit going on with the GM. Like, is he, is he fired? Is he really still working there? I just feel like other than Kyler Murray before, before he got hurt, there was like a lot of question marks, but he at least was enough for me to be like, all right, I'll kick the rocks on Arizona and go there. But it was only if I have like complete control, which they're obviously not going to give to the enemy. So if I'm just going there as a coach, like, what's the difference between me going in there and the last time they hired a black coach? You see how that ended. So I don't, I don't, I wouldn't go to Arizona if I was being me, and I wouldn't go to the Colts either. Like, they're not great situations for him. See, Stay in KC. I think the job is going to be his when Reed moves on. See, can you be certain? Because Andy Reed says, I hope he goes somewhere and gets to call his own players or whatever, or he gets to run his whole show. Like, I don't even know what that means, but. The other thing is, at some point, though, JT, it's not about every job that there's an opening. There's going to be something wrong with it. Like, even Doug Peterson taking over Jacksonville, that was risky, right? Like, there's always going to be that. But, like, and, and I agree, if you could, if you can put up our guy, Mike, I know German Mike are watching. Thank you. I was just getting to that. Like, it may be an awful job, but at some point, you either have to take it or at least it's got to be offered, JT. Like, it's not dis- even being offered. I disagree. I, dis- I disagree with you I- on that. And you said you said, you said you wanted me to say it. I'm going to say it. There's different rules for black coaches and white coaches. A white coach can take an awful job, fail, go back and be a coordinator, and then be right in the running for a head coaching job again. Airbnb can take this awful job, and he might be out the league. Is different circumstances, so you can't say, "Oh, I understand." Awful job, you have to take it because this man has to think about his whole future. If he goes to Arizona and it don't work out, who's gonna who's gonna want to hire him? Now, I don't I think agree. that's obviously that's not fair, but that's the reality that we live in. I agree, and you've always said that, and I agree with you there. The difference this time is JT. You've had seventeen interviews. You're getting passed over. Like so, if the Arizona job was offered, if I'm him, you're taking it. I'm not like, taking it. I, I'm so, not taking it. Well, that's where we would disagree. If that was the first time he ever interviewed and it was like, hey, you can have you can have the you know Houston Texans or you can have Arizona, and you're like, I don't want either. Man. I agree with you. Hey, man. Some, I, hey, hey, y'all, y'all I just want, hey, if I'm Eric B and me, y'all ain't gonna Steve Wilkes me. Y'all ain't gonna have I just want, set up. Uh-uh. The the nope. thing is, 
I just want to be able to have that opportunity. To, and he's not even getting that chance. You know what I'm, I mean? Eric hey, enemy. I've earned the cachet. If Sean Payton ain't taking the job, I ain't taking it either. I'll, well, I'll JT, where does this leave the enemy? You know he's a free agent. He's a free agent. And, and the Chiefs haven't given him a contract. It'll get like, done. Uh, all right. I hope. I hope. I hope for, for Kansas City's sake because he's a heck of an offensive coordinator. All right. So with the NFL season now over in the NBA All-Star game this weekend, let's shift over to some hoops, JT. It was announced earlier this week by the Pelicans vice president, David Griffin, that Zion Williamson re-aggravated his hamstring, which had already caused him to be out since January 3rd and is, and is expected to miss, a, miss additional weeks after the All-Star break. So, JT, with this Zion injury setback, is his value a sunk cost at this point? Oh, yeah, 100%, because this was supposed to be the year. He got in great shape. He had a six-pack. This man was out there doing the Tybo videos, and he was supposed to come in and just change the game. And what did he do? Right on cue. Got hurt. Soft tissue injury. Like, if you can't stay healthy when you're at your athletic peak, like, I just can't trust you to stay healthy. You said it, and I feel like everybody gave you shit about it. And I'm going to have your back on this because this is what real friends do. Well, let, let me listen. Okay, okay. Real go friends ahead. do because you would never I'm listening now. That's what real friends do. When you said, when they gave him that contract, they said, you said, would I give that contract to Greg Golden? Because at that same point, the difference in the games they had played in their career was like three or four. All right? Mm -hmm. You were like, you didn't like the deal because this is basically the Greg Oden situation. We have hit Greg Oden levels. Like, I know people love Zion. He's sexy. Like, when he does play, like, he's great. But the best, <laughs> best ability is availability. And he ain't there. Like, and when he's not there, the whole dynamic of the of team changes. So, yeah, like, I can't trust him to stay healthy. Like, before I had something to look forward to, like, he was out of shape. It was the weight. It was all these different compound factors. But – Dude got in great shape this offseason, and he still can't stay healthy. And it's all soft tissue stuff. So I don't know if it's just genetics or it's just something that he's not doing right off the court. But however you want to look at it, yeah, it's a sunk cost because I don't see any way he returns value on the contract that you gave him as a restricted free agent, that, which he was going to be. I don't see how you get val return value on that. Like, there's just no way. Like, the season is already a mess. Like, soon as he got hurt they went in the tank they lost like what like 10 straight games like it's just no way they can recoup that man and now you're stuck with him with this big contract and who's gonna want him like his value gets lower and lower by the day the more he gets hurt well first that question a sunk cost come on bro that's the business that's a biz term like that's a business class term what are we nba night school over here Sunk bro, bro Zion the, Williamson what? is an it, NFT right now. You got to keep that shit in your wallet. You could not sell him. <laughs> so, listen, I mean, it, it is a sunk cost, though. You know, I hate saying it, but. Oh, no, you like, don't? Because you already said it. Well, if it's not the foot, you know, it's the ankle. If it's not the ankle, it's the hamstring. If it's not the hamstring, it's the other hamstring. Like, you know, it, it, just, it just seems like he's never going to be able to get on the court for 82 games, you're going to always have to load manage him. And what does that mean? Do you Does he play one out of three games? Does he play two out of three, two out of four, like every other night throughout his career? I just, I don't see where this gets any better. I mean, now he's missing this huge stretch. 
and you're relying on that's why i was like don't give them the contract yet what is what is the rush yet because now you're not going to be able to unload it and no one's going to want to play for new orleans this is the other thing why they wouldn't want to play for new orleans they never know when zion's going to be healthy enough to play it was different when people were going to brooklyn saying hey KD's going to be out one year, and then bam, he's back at it after the Achilles. Here, like you said, he could be coming in the best shape of his life, and there's always that moment in the back of your mind like, is this the night? All right. That yeah, when's that soft, tire going to blow? Yeah, that there's a soft tissue injury, and he's out two months. Like, I came here to play with him and win a title. We can't win without him, and you're seeing it since January 3rd. I mean, they're like out of the playoff race almost, so – I think it is a sunk cost. Unfortunately, I hate seeing it from New Orleans because AD wanted out. Then they they think they did the right move by signing Zion, and now that's backfiring. So I do feel for the Pelicans, but you know, I think it is a sunk cost, man. And then to make matters worse, to add on to everything we just talked about, what makes it worse in his situation is because they paid him so much money, they have to be careful with him. So it's right. not like, oh yeah, we could make him play through this, and then if yeah. he reaggravates it, we'll deal with it. Like no, like. Soon as, as soon as he says, oh, I tweak some, they're going to shut him down. Like, it's too, it's too much. Like, they got to because they're, they're protecting this potential that everyone has, you know, drilled into their minds that he has. And he was like, oh, like, if we just keep the maintenance up and keep the car off the road, like, one day he'll just, he'll just run without issues. Like, nah, man, like, it's a, like, like a luxury car, man. Once the first issue starts, it just keeps on going. And what do you do with them cars? You sell and, them. And you got to keep throwing bad money after bad money. For real, man. They should have known it was a sunk cost when they took his ass off the lot. But <laughs> speaking of NBA, man, I'm going to keep this. Depreciation. Simple, that, that's what The Rock said in Ballers. Depreciation. Depreciation. Those cars. Get you with all these business terms. Think you smart you, tonight. You took me to NBA night school. There we go. So, NBA All-Star Game in Salt Lake City. I don't understand who agreed to this. I'm very interested to see. You know what happens what the guys get into you know nightlife but i think most people will be indoors and they'll show up to the game but can't do any all-star talk without talking about snub so give me your biggest nba all-star snub so jt i gotta ask there's been some snubs that are now injury replacements yeah so I, we- I'm, I'm doing this despite the injury replacements like they're still not in there Okay, so you're looking at the original the original roster. Well, I hope I saw the original roster. I went to the NBA website because there was like so many different ones out there. I think I, I gave my answer based on this one that I saw. So I'm assuming this is right. So if it's not right, let us know in the comments. All right, so, so I'm going to go with the original snubs then, if that's okay. Right, like that. the, the original snub. I, I thought the biggest egregious one was Pascal Siakam not being in He's there. He's in there now. Yeah, I guess. He is in there now. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I'm going with the original the oh, original sure. cuz he's an injury replacement so without that injury he would he would not be in so i think it's siakam he's averaging 24.9 points so that's 25 a game eight boards six assists he's played in 43 games all right so none of this james harden stuff where i'm going to miss you know 20 games and still want to get in and he listen to this stat Players with at least so far a thousand points this year, 250 rebounds and 250 assists. That list, JT, is LeBron James, your guy Luka Doncic, Jokic, and Siakam. Like that's that's a short list. 
and he's not in the all-stars like selection. And then on top of that, if he finishes with that 25-8-6 line, he'd be the first player ever to have that line or better and not make the all-star game. I mean, that's insane. We're talking about a, a historical snub here, JT. Yeah, Siakam was on my list too, and I, I I didn't pick him because he's in, but I feel like he should have got him without the injury. Exactly, that's my attack, that's but. my point because that's the true snub. He's he's still a snub because without the injury, he doesn't get in. Yeah, man, it's it's the same. It's the it's the Chris Bosh effect, but Chris Bosh was making all stars. It's like we just forget about guys in Toronto when they ball out. Yeah, Siakam is sick, but you wrong, bro. You wrong because. The dude who is the biggest all-star snub is not even in the game, despite basically everybody opting out of the all-star game like it is a non-BCS bowl game and they got to go to the draft. It's James Harden, man. Uh, 21 points, 11 assists, 6 rebounds, shooting 45% from the field and almost 40% from three. How the hell is he not in the all-star game when everybody is opting out? Like, this is... This is honestly the cleanest basketball I've maybe ever seen him play, and it's like we're still not happy. Like, I don't get it. Like, he should be in the all-star game. Pa- uh, Pascal Siakam, I love him. He definitely should be in there. But James Harden needs to be in this game, man. Like, it's the hate on James Harden right now is outrageous. Like, I do not get this shit, man. Like, how, how do you look at those stats and be like, nah, we'll pass on him? Like, I, I don't get it, man, at all. Listen couple reasons and you could put up there we go germ that's his guy he's only exactly he's 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 only saying agree with his ass he's james harden should be in the all-star he's only saying that because he's a sixers fan listen if james harden was saying that because he watched their games like he's watching them play listen he's missed games and how can you say that stat line read that stat line again back to me what's he got what's his slash line Uh, 21.9 yeah Siakam has a better stat line than that. I just told you who has better stats. Do they both get in? Yeah, but we're talking biggest snub. Biggest I think Harden snub is, is the Siakam. biggest snub. No, he's not. It's Siakam. Because if you want to go a step yeah, further, you can lot, look man. at Trey Young. You, you, you love some Pascal Siakam, bro. I was like, like, like once you latch on to a guy, you go, you go fight for him for life. Hey, like, I'm the one that picked him up. Waiver wire 2018, whatever that was. Pascal Siakam, you scouted him early. You've been on the trade ever since, but. Bro, you wrong. It's James Harden. Siakam's played more games. Harden's been injured. And on top of that, he's playing with Embiid. Embiid's an MVP type guy. Siakam's got to carry the team. Siakam's got to carry the team. That's a conversation for another day. Because I know my boy out west about to get number three, and Embiid is no closer to sniffing his first. I know some people don't want to hear it, but my MVP and your MVP, they're just not the same, bro. Hey. I'm not saying it's Embiid this year. I said last year. This year's different. We'll, We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later on. So, Germ, I listen, I agree, but that goes to show you that the talent the Sixers have, right? I mean, they got Tobias, they got Embiid, they got a depth of, of guards. The Raptors are supposedly rebuilding. They were looking to trade guys. So he's carrying them. Even Bro, you more like Fred Van Vliet don't play for them. <laughs> he's great. There's no doubt. He's great. But they don't have an Embiid. And they don't have a Tobias Harris. Now got, I'm sorry. Uh, Jacopoto. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot. I forgot. Hey, you saw you saw the game you just had the other night? <laughs> Looking beatish to be. Yeah, but that was before. They didn't have him before when Siakam made this run. I just gave you the stats. I don't understand how we're arguing the See, stats. This is, the, this, is the, this is the problem. This is the problem with you, man. Like, 
it's 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 your it's your way or nothing at all. Can we just both be right, Dave? Like you? No, there's a question. I say, I come, like I say, he shouldn't be in the All Star game. He's in. We're talking about biggest snuff. He go. was not originally in. There's an injury replacement. Injury exactly. replacement. The only right. time I'm agree with Jerm. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna go to the final segment. All right. We've we've changed the name. JT has it up hot or not. We got to oh, have okay. Yeah, we got. I can't wait to hear this. JT, the legal team told me we got a cease and desist letter from ESPN because they say they claim that segment first. We, we, ar- no we argued that it was JT that came up with it. They said no. Oh, so you threw so me in the bus. We're we're, we're gonna nice. leave it to the legal. We're gonna leave it to the legal team. You know, and that's why hey, that's why we joined. Give us a shot network so we could stand up to people like ESPN. But we're gonna change it, okay? <laughs> I made I made an executive decision. We're gonna change Girl, the name. I, I'm not gonna lie. Please stop. You sound like you're snitching on the witness stand in front of everybody. Stop, <laughs> stop doing this, man. <laughs> we're gonna change the name, hot or not. I want to introduce this one. All right, it's 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 reflective of my heritage. So we're gonna go with all right. This game is called Forget About It or Forgazy. So if you agree with it, if you agree with the segment. You say, forget about it, right? Because if someone says, hey, man, you know, that pizza was fire. You say, hey, forget about it, right? It means you agree with it, all right? Fugazi, fake, it's it's a wrong statement. It's not a hot statement. Does that make sense? It's pretty easy. You know what? You're speaking. I'm going to give you a chance with this out of, out of because of the heritage aspect. <laughs> you do that in there, so I can't Listen, really. I'm I teaching really you. Like, nah, we can't do it. So um, <laughs> we're going to roll with it. We're going to roll with it for a little bit, see how it goes. If I mess it up, don't blame me because I don't, I don't, was it forget about it means yes, forgazy means no. Exactly. See, you got, I'm teaching you Italian American, you know, slang. Come on, and bring me some food. Bring me was, was bring me a frittata. Bring me that. Like I'm not trying to learn the language. I'm trying to eat the food first. Bro, you just know frittata from Money Talks. All right, bro, frittatas are everywhere. I'm <laughs> all right, so Junior, give me my stuff. Come on, man. <laughs> first one, the nil is a disaster and is out of control. Nope. Next question. Well, you got to answer it. What, what's I the just, lingo? Oh, what's uh, the lingo? Gazy. Fugazi, right? No, yeah, I, I agree with you. Do I, do I gotta put right? an accent on this, or can I just say it normal? <laughs> you can say it normal. You can put. You can try an accent. I won't. Nah, be I ain't trying. I ain't trying to I'll... get in trouble. But yeah, it's Fugazi. <laughs> like, shut up. Just shut up. Y'all had no problem when the NCAA was making all this money, and the people that was actually driving the revenue wasn't getting shit. But now it's like, now that people have options, now everything's a problem. It's out of control. Like, nah. Like, this is business. <laughs> Business is just how it goes. It's not out of control. You just got to get used to it. And people aren't used to the freedom and the choices that the players have now with NIL that they didn't have before. And that's the only difference is that the balance of power people are not used to. Exactly. No, it's fugazi, right? I mean, you throw another compound sentence in here, but it's not a disaster. This is great. Guys are finally getting paid, right, for their name, image, and likeness because they're known for their playing ability, all right? And it's not out of control, because you know why? Because the NCAA is allowing this, all right? Do I think there should be some more constraint? Sure, but I think there's a lot of other things that also they should be doing to not necessarily fix the game, but to get players paid properly, right? In, In addition to NIL, but that's another conversation for another day. NCAA still wants to talk about, well, you know, infraction of this because they had an extra practice and they had an extra coach on the field when they weren't allowed. But yet 
you want to look at everything else, but then not try to fix this and then say, oh, it's out of control and, and you know, everything else. No, it's not out of control. You've no, allowed it out to of get control. To this. The, the, only, the only thing that NIL is affecting really is is the JUCO, like, because they don't need it anymore. Like, between NIL and Transfer Portal, like, people don't have to go to JUCO. And that's the only thing that's being But there's still going to be great players there, right? Yeah. There's still going to be great players yeah, there. Hey, hey, pay them kids, man. They earned it, man. Like, don't don't be mad. Hey, Jalen yeah. Rashada, man, I hope you get all that money they promised you somewhere, man. He, he not getting it from the Florida Gators. He lost all should, that 14 should've million. Should've, yeah, should have stayed at Miami. Uh, yeah, hey, man, I can't feel bad for you. All right, next one. Patrick Mahomes' performance is more iconic than the Jordan flu game. Ooh, uh, forget about it or Fugazi. Oh, forget about it, right? Because there was no Jordan. You mean the Jordan fake flu game? I, that's how I'm going to name it. The Jordan fake flu game. He didn't have no flu. He either made it up because he was worried about losing or he drank too much the night before. So if you drank too much the night before, you put that on yourself. All right. So I'm not giving you credit for something you did to yourself. Patrick Mahomes injury was legit because someone did it to him. So, of course, it's more iconic because the Jordan flu game was a fake. That was a fugazi. But what Mahomes did, forget about it, JT. I agree with you, man. This man just was drunk. Like, ain't no no way around it. He wasn't hurt. He was just drunk, man. Like, he was hungover. And Mahomes not only was really hurt, he got re-injured in the game. So, that alone makes it better than me. I know how much you don't like Michael Jordan, but I'll, I'll throw this out there. The Eagles in this Super Bowl was a more formidable opponent than the 96-97 Jazz. And I would just leave it at that. <laughs> hey, you always said there's nothing else to do in Utah but drink. So he got drunk in his hotel room. And, and, and Jordan going to do that regardless. Like He could be anywhere. <laughs> he going to drink. That's just how he is. So... Next one, the Bears should move on from Justin Fields with the first pick in the upcoming NFL draft. Oh, that's a good question because, you know, there are the rumors out there that they are going to move on from him. So for me personally, I want to say it's Fugazi. They should not. But I feel like I got to answer this, like, in the scope of everybody, like, answering this question, like, general public. And it's forget about it because it makes sense why they would even though i don't agree with it like specifically for the reason of this he hasn't developed as a passer and what i mean by that is i just feel like he hasn't developed the feel for the game to be a passer even though the team is really really bad and i look at other guys that have been in that similar situation like josh allen like he was on a sorry team for two years but he never looked this bad as a passer during those two years like, even Daniel Jones, like, we get on him all the time. Like, Daniel Jones has never looked this bad as a passer. He's played on some not great teams. So, I think just his feel for the quarterback position, maybe it is the talent, but I just feel like he hasn't developed it enough. Like, the running stuff is great, but I just feel like the feel to play the quarterback position, he hasn't developed it yet. And it just can't be, oh, the talent around him is bad because – Usually when the talent is bad, that's when you start seeing it say you start to see quarterbacks take chances and they might make mistakes. But at least you're like, oh, damn, like he flashed something. But I'm not seeing that from him. And anybody besides probably you and me and maybe like five percent of the population that says this is not right. Shut up because you're lying to yourself, because what's going to happen is a year from now, when the Bears do something like they look good. What's the first thing they're going to say? Oh, the Bears can't win with Justin Fields because 
you can't win with a running quarterback. So everyone that's trying to give him this flowers now, like keep that same energy when he keeps playing and it comes time to actually talk about, all right, paying the guy. Cause I know exactly what's going to happen. Like you don't think he's a franchise quarterback. So that's why I was saying for me, I don't think they should move on, but I feel like if you're asking the average person, they, they will say they should move on. And these are the reasons why I think that's the case. Yeah, but that's not the way you're supposed to look at it. You're supposed to do you agree with it or not? I don't. And, I don't. And, I don't. All right. So now it's my turn. You just went through this whole diatribe now. Real short. Real short. I don't agree with it because I just love now we got it. And I, tr- I trust the talent. But hey, if I'm going to court, I can't argue these facts. Like if, if there's a Bryce Young and a CJ Stroud in this draft, like I can't argue the facts to say, like, yeah, I'm going to pass on these guys because this dude was just running wild for like six straight weeks. Like that's not enough for a GM to say like, let's keep him. But for me, I think the talent is there. So that's why I was kind of conflicted on which way to answer. Well, it, it's Fugazi. I mean, cause like you just said, the talent is there. And this is the thing. I hate when teams just keep rebuilding and trying to go after another franchise quarterback. All right. So who are you going to take CJ Stroud, Bryce Young? Are they really better than Justin Fields? Who's now been in the game and has shown that, Hey, he can somewhat carry a team that has no weapons. You didn't get him a receiver. The tight end situation is kind of getting there. Running back, uh, still no running back. How good is the offensive line? You just traded Roquan Smith. I mean, what is he really working with? You think Bryce Young's going to do any better, even giving him two years? You think C.J. Stroud's going to do any better, giving him two two years? Like, nah, you know, Will some- Levis will go in there and change the game. <laughs> at some point, yeah, whether it's Will Levis, you think he's going to do that great? Like, he's not going to do better than Justin Fields. I mean, at some point, you got to stick with your guy, build around him like they're doing with Jalen Hurts, and he can get you there. But so it, it's definitely a fugazi. Oh, this one's interesting. Patrick Mahomes will surpass Tom Brady. Ah, fugazi, fugazi. That's that's a bad forget about it, right? Like ah, forget about it. Come on, that, that's a fugazi because right, you, did, you, you did a list. You did a list of all these different different you, dialects. I feel yeah, like it's a, it's a little forget about it could be like five different Bro, things. You okay, gotta, you gotta, I, you gotta have that ready. I'll t- I'll tell you what. Then here's for the viewers and for you your homework before we do the next forget forget about it or fugazi. Watch Donnie Brasco. He explains the different the different tones to forget about it and what they mean. Yeah, I got to learn the accent. All right. All right so so you you go watch Donnie Brasco with Johnny Depp. Listen, it's a fugazi because what Tom Brady did and has done, I don't really know if we ever will see again. That does That's no knock on Mahomes. Just what Tom Brady did in football is just so difficult that I honestly don't think anyone in – our lifetime is going to do it, even though Mahomes is off to a great start. It's just, it's so tough to keep this up because at some point, JT, instead of us asking, is Travis Kelsey still there? Andy Reid still there? The enemy still there? None of those three are going to be there. Mahomes still will be, but he's not going to have those three guys. Yeah, I agree. It's Fugazi. And the main reason is because Andy Reid is going to retire too soon in his career. Like you look at Tom Brady. 95% of his career is, is tied to Bill Belichick, who is probably the best coach of all time. Mm-hmm. And he played 20 years in a generationally weak AFC East. Like, Mahomes is not going to get that scenario. So just for that alone, 
hell no, he can't catch Tom Brady. If he does, he is the best athlete ever in any sport. Is that it? You you too, you too shocked to respond? What, what's the respond? I said Fugazi first, and I told you Andy Reid, Kelsey, Bienemy, they ain't gonna be there forever. Bienemy might be there, but it might not be enough. Like I just think him not being tied to yeah. Andy Reid, ninety five percent of his career is the reason why he's not gonna catch Tom. Yeah, that's true. Plus, he's gonna have to go against Justin Herbert. Now you got Russell Wilson, maybe Sean Payton in that division. It's definitely a tougher division than the AFC East was for about 15, 16 seasons for sure. So, all right, JT. Well, great episode, man. Thank you to all the fans and listeners out there and to give us a shot network for giving us a shot and presenting JT and the Don all sports podcast. And remember, you can find us on all of the major platforms. And remember, if you like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And JT, if you don't like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And remember to please follow us on social media, our handle JT and Don. We can be found on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. So, JT, until the next episode, see ya. Peace.